Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Matt Chat. I'm David Maricatani. Today I am joined by the associate head coach from the Ohio State University, Jay Jaggers. Coach, how are you today? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. You guys are in the middle of a big stretch of dual meets here, huh? Yeah, actually, uh, it's kind of the uh, most chaotic part of the season. We've had Iowa uh, last Friday. We got a big one Friday night with Penn State. And then because of a canceled dual meet earlier in the season, we turn around and we have Rutgers on Monday and then uh, Nebraska and Minnesota next weekend on a Friday-Sunday. So um, starting with this Friday with Penn State, we have four duels in 10 days. So it's kind of a uh, tough little stretch there and obviously against a lot of good teams. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I guess, you know, just, you know, coming off of that, I know you guys probably put your schedule strategically for training cycles and peaking cycles. What is it like mm-hmm. when you have to reschedule a meet like that with a good team like Rutgers? How does that change what you guys are doing up there? Yeah, it impacts it a little bit. Some some of the Big Ten schedule, we don't really don't have much stay over, so uh, it kind of comes out. We can maybe move it off of, you know, Friday, Saturday, if we can agree with the other coaches. But uh, for the most part, we're kind of locked into that weekend. But, um, you know, having Rutgers on Monday, you know, it kind of just it kind of hurts next week's training, uh, obviously, because you've got to compete Friday, quick turnaround Monday, and then, you know, the guys are going to probably need a day off on Tuesday after going through two dual meets in, yeah. in three days. So then it's like Wednesday, we leave Thursday. Like, where where is the training? But, you know, uh, competing, I think the days that you compete, you know, but you, you get a lot out of those days uh, anyway. So, you know, you almost are just as good. Yeah, you get to see a lot about those guys, especially, like, you know, being in Carver Hawkeye and then obviously hosting Penn State and then, you don't really have any easy duels like you were talking about. So you'll obviously you'll learn a lot about your kids that way. So right. um, when I was doing some research uh, for our, our talk today, you know, one of the first things that struck me is that, you know, you're an Ohio high school guy. Um, and, you know, it was, it was a few years back when, when you were getting recruited or growing up, was, was going to Ohio State, what you was that what your dream was, or where else did you consider going? Um, I wouldn't call it a dream. Uh, I always, you know, obviously I loved Ohio State sports. I had a lot of, um, you know, growing up, like you said, growing up in Ohio, uh, I knew, I followed the team really closely. And then also a lot of Ohio kids were on that team when I was being recruited. So I was really familiar with uh, the guys on the team and everything like that. So I think that that played a big part of it. But, um, you know, I was almost, almost, I was almost uh, locked and loaded to go to Wisconsin. I love the staff, you know, uh, when um, I was getting recruited and they recruited me pretty hard and uh, I like their team as well. So I, 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 there was a point during the recruiting process where I thought for sure I was going to Wisconsin. Um, but uh, when I came on my visit to Ohio State, um, like I said, that that sense of, you know, just, just home that I had with, with familiarity with the guys on the team and then, you know, my family – uh, making it a little more convenient for them to support me uh, kind of ultimately kind of swayed my decision. Yeah, well, Ohio State's gain is Wisconsin's loss, obviously. <laughs> so not only as a competitor, but obviously in your coaching career. So um, I have a good relationship with Coach Ryan and uh, with, with Anthony Ralph, but I don't know you very well. So from a distance, mm-hmm. when I watched you wrestle, I think the thing that really struck me the most is how you wrestled best in the big moments, how 
you know, you might take a loss or two in the season. Maybe you were injured. Maybe you weren't feeling well. Maybe you just had a bad match. But when you got or, to or five, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but when you got to the tournament, it seemed like where a lot of guys shut down or or get nervous or get scared. It seemed like you really embraced that when the lights were the brightest, and and that's something we wish we all could do in in whatever area of life we're we're working in. So, how were you able to do that? Um, I think there's two factors, really. The, 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 the obvious one was just, um, uh, my energy level, uh, towards the end of the season. You know, when you make weight, uh, you know, no, all of November, all of December, all of January, all of February, by the time you get to March, it's like, I remember, um, you know, I never got higher than 145, uh, during the last month of the season. And I actually made scratch like all three days at the nationals, just on accident, just, just <laughs> from, you know, eating whatever I wanted. Just, I was just naturally, I was just wrestling what I, uh, what I weighed. Um, but <clears throat> over the summers and in the spring, I would get up to about 165. Mm-hmm. So those, those first, those first times down, uh, you know, first, you know, like 10 times down, I was kind of yo-yoing and be like 65, you know, start my descent, you know, trim some of, trim some of the fat off, get down to like 55, then cut from 55 to 41, have a poor performance. Maybe the next week it'd be 54, you know, to 41, another bad performance. It's like, and then then you start to flatline a little bit, you know, and then it turns to 50, 48, as your body shrinks and you atrophy a little bit, um, I started having energy uh, down at 141 because I had, you know, I had, I had, I had fuel in me. Um, so that was the biggest thing. And then as far as just um, wrestling better, I think that uh, I just had a heightened sense of of awareness of of, of kind of what was on the line a little bit towards the nationals. Like I think I don't know, maybe I'm a little more focused and stuff like that. Um, I think. Uh, that was probably a big part as well. So those are the two big factors, kind of just heightened sense of focus, but then also just, you know, your energy level due to, uh, your, you know, the weight cut. Well, and, and you said, you know, you mentioned focus and awareness. And I, to me, that seems like a double-edged sword. Like you use that awareness to be able to thrive. But I think a lot of people go, oh, my God, I trained all year for this, whether it be, you know, in high school, the state tournament or, or college, the national tournament. How do you – as a coach, how do you teach guys to embrace that moment and to overcome their fear and anxiety and thrive like you were able to do? I think you got to just expose them to situations. You know, luckily with we're in the big time, I mean, they were just in an environment like that Friday night, right? Sure. You know, Carver Hawkeye Arena, um, you know, they're, so they, you know, this Friday, you know, there'll be, um, we're hope we're, I'm thinking there'll be near 10,000 people, uh, Friday for the Penn State match. So, you know, and then most of the kids that we're dealing with uh, are, you know, high-profile recruits who they were on the big stage at, at, at Fargo. They wrestled in the finals of high school nationals, their state tournaments. So hopefully, you know, uh, a big stage isn't is an unfamiliar territory for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of just, you know, and then you just got to, you got to know your athletes, I think, and knows, you know, know, know what gets them going, knows what stresses them out. And, um you know, if you know those things, you'll be able to kind of push the right buttons. Yeah, and it seems like you're you are a guy that you know if you took a loss or like you said or five during the year, you you found the mental 
approach to just not let that bother you. So I would assume with you having been successful like that, you probably do know kind of which buttons to push with these guys and say, look, you know, that match was back in November, December, or even six weeks ago, and, and you're a different guy now. Is that right. some of those kind of conversations you have with kids? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I was lucky. Uh, you know, Coach Roselli uh, coached me, and Coach Ryan and Coach Rollins and Coach Heskett, all the guys that um, that were here on staff when I was uh, when I was an athlete. You know, they they uh, never wavered in their their faith in me, so that helped out. And then, you know, I, I kind of knew. Like, I mean, when I didn't have it, I didn't have it. You know, I mean, think of like like a pitcher who's reaching back in the in the, in the ninth inning trying to throw a hundred mile per hour heater, and he just doesn't have it. So there were times where I'd take the mat, knowing I don't have it today. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, not to like, not that that was like, there wasn't an excuse. It was my fault. I should have been a little bit more disciplined in the summer, and then maybe I wouldn't have, you know, got up to one sixty five right. or whatever, maybe. But on the flip side, maybe if I was more disciplined in the summer, I would have crashed and burned in February. So I'm fine with however it ended up. Uh, worked out well, but um, I think that the, the main thing why I was able to just kind of bounce back was because I kind of knew. I, I kind of knew who I was. I knew the work I was putting in, and I knew that it would level off at some point. I'd be fine. Yeah, it's, it's a, that's a cool way to look at it, the pitching analogy, especially, you know, watching the World Series and watching Chapman and stuff like that. You can literally see where a guy one game has it and the other game just hits the wall. So uh, I'm an Indians fan. I don't know why you got to bring that up, man. <laughs> I'm a Cardinals guy. We're not rooting for the Cubs either. That's all right. You've got you've gotten yours in the last decade. You're all right. Fair enough. So, what is it? What is it like in that wrestling room? Because I mean, when you see, I mean, you guys have two world champions in there right now. I mean, what makes that? What are you guys doing to make that room so special? What's it like? You know, is it maybe like a freshman? A guy walks in. What What are the like the level of beatings those guys take when they first show up in the room? Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty neat. You know, it, it's, it's like, yeah, I guess another analogy uh, would be like, you know, sometimes you look at yourself every day in the mirror, you don't really notice your change or something. It's sure. like, you could, then you go back and you look at a picture from five years ago and you're like, oh, wow, I look different, you know, because like I've been here. You know, I remember when Logan was a freshman and I had Kyle when he was a freshman. So it's like, you forget. Sometimes it's good. It's nice to press pause, look around the room and be like, you know what? let's reflect on some of the awesome things that have happened. You know, we're constantly as coaches, you know, and, and this is something that, you know, even I, I struggle with, like where I'm like this, how can we get better? How can we get better? How can we get better? Like, what are we doing wrong? What, you know, and right. you got to sometimes press pause and look around and be like, you know what? This is pretty sweet. You got a world champ down there. You got the world and Olympic champ down there. You got a freshman national champion right there. Two of them. You, know, you got Nate, you got my, I mean, it's like yeah. sometimes, um, you know, and that kind of motivates you to be like, you know, what? you're, you're on the right track. Keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you know, all is not lost. If you had lose a dual meet here or there, or a guy has a bad performance. So, um, so yeah, so it's like something that you don't think about on a daily basis because yeah, I've been here and I, you know, you forget that, you know, Logan is the world champion. But it's like when when to new guys probably that their their experience and the way they uh, experience that situation is probably a little different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, and and I watched the finals of uh, Logan and at the World Championships, and I saw you coaching him, and I, I've had a chance to just talk to him once, really briefly, and he seems like really a special young guy. What, what was it like to be there and help him to achieve that goal? It was awesome. Uh, so I've been, 
I've been, you know, I, I, Logan's, I coach him. Yeah, I'd, I'd say, like, I coach him, like, you know, like, there's a lot I can show Logan. He's one of the best <laughs> in the world, right? You kind of just, honestly, you just go there as just a little support, uh, you know, do a little scouting for him. Maybe if you see something technically, but the bottom line, Logan's a professional. He knows how to wrestle. Um, he knows what he's doing. Um, but uh, that was my first tour, actually, first or tour trip overseas, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Um, so it was pretty neat um, to be able to be alongside him uh, for the world championships. But like I said, I just kind of offered just a helping hand, like be there for him, uh, you know, make him laugh when he needed, you know, to, to relax yeah. laugh and whatever, relax, you know, yeah. whatever it may be. And, um, you know, I'm just glad that, you know, he lets me along for the ride because he's the man. And, you know, I love him like a little brother. So uh, it was pretty awesome. What is it that makes Logan so special? I mean, because, you know, when I watched him wrestle in college, obviously his top game, you know, was yeah. a big differentiator. And then you get to international freestyle specifically, and, and, you know, that's not as much of a part of it. Obviously, he was a gigantic recruit coming out four-timer, all that kind of stuff. But when did you first see something like next level special in him? And what is it that makes him so special? Uh, I think, I mean, he, he jumped off the page when he was, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth grade, whatever grade it was. First time, I don't remember the first time I saw him, but he jumps off the page. So that wasn't like, it wasn't, uh, it didn't take a uh, genius to, <laughs> you know, re- re- recruit Logan. And then, uh, you know, on the, on the, on the other, to answer your other question, there's so many different things that make him so special. It, it wouldn't even be fair to say one thing. I mean, he's got, he's, his, his, the way he can spring and take off and, and, and pull the trigger on his shot. He's, he's fast. He's quick. Uh, he's so strong. Um, every, every, like the way his neck is strong, his fingers are strong. I mean, um, he has ability to, you know, uh, make mid-match adjustments. You know, if something's not working, he can he can change it up. And then obviously his work ethic, you know, he, working out twice a day is like, no, it's no big deal for him. Like he's been doing that his whole life. So it's, you know, and a lot of people that can't handle that kind of that rigor, that routine, and, and he can, it's no problem. So there's too much. I mean, how long do you got? I can go on all day on what makes him special. He's got just so many things. <laughs> to me, just watching him as a fan, the two of the things that stuck out to me is he seems fearless. You know, that he'll just he'll attack. He just yeah. keeps attacking. It doesn't matter if he's winning or losing, he's going to attack. And he yep. seems like he's really calm, you know, like yep. – when you know when no. all the chaos is going on in a match with you know Tony Ramos or Jordan Oliver or you know whatever international guy he's wrestling, it just does, his face facial expression seems like it never changes. One hundred percent. That's a that's a great great uh, thing to pick up on. You know, and I think you know it's rooted in in the fact that Logan just knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really comfortable with with low. He's very comfortable with Logan's fever, the person. You know, where he doesn't identify uh, his self worth based on his result at that event. <clears throat> you know, I, I, I tell the story. I, I saw him. It was, I think, it was at the. Was it, it was either the World Team trial. I think it was the World Team trials in 2015. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have uh, he didn't have that strong of a performance or or one that he would he would uh, that was up to his standard. So he was a little heartbroken, and you know, um, you know, I probably would have been you know, trying trying to exit the arena as quick as I could and get to my hotel room and whatever. Logan 
15 minutes, threw his gear on, was outside. Little kids were coming up to him, signing autographs. He wasn't being a jerk. He was signing every single thing yeah. that was in sight, smiling, taking pictures. Like, he just knows who he is, you know? He's like, so I think that's that's one thing that uh, that makes Logan so calm out there, is that he, he, he takes it for what it is. It's a wrestling match. It's a great thing for kids to learn, right? You know, that you're not – you are who you are, your character, you know, that one match, one event – you know, one competition exactly. doesn't define you as a human being. So exactly. I know we have a lot of kids that listen to this, and, I, you know, they're listening to guys like you learn, you know, how they can learn mm-hmm. from, the, you know, the great minds in the game like yourself. So that's that's a pretty cool thing. Um, obviously, there have been very few four-timers ever. So with you, you know, you guys having coached one and having one still in the room, how does that help raise the bar at Ohio State? Uh, it shows, it shows that it's possible for, you know, first and foremost, you know, it's not this myth that, you know, um, isn't attainable. Uh, but then also, you know, I think it's, it, it, um, I think it sets a standard for what needs to be done. If you want to be, if you're serious, that's a serious goal of yours, Mm -hmm. like follow him, follow him, watch what he does, do what he does. You know what I mean? At some point it's just copycat game. It's like, Oh, you want to? You say you say you want this. Well, that's what this looks like, yeah, you know. Right. So that helps. Then obviously the the recruiting benefit. Um, you know, people just want to be around winners like Logan Steber and Snyder, and yeah. um, so you know, that, I mean, you ask Miles Martin, one of the reasons he came here because Kyle Snyder was here. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, there there's some of that that goes into it as well. Yeah, that's cool. So, well, the rumor is that you still get after it with the guys pretty good. Is that true? I try to stay like anybody under like 115 pounds. I'm ready to roll. <laughs> you guys, you recruit a one on yeah. pounder every year, yeah. so you got a guy. Yep, just so I can, just so I can not, not throw it on my once a week. No, uh, yeah, I wrestle. I wrestle, I wrestle quite a bit. Um, you know, I think sometimes that's if 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 another coach is running practice that day, uh, then I think that sometimes that can that would be how I can be utilized best. Is is giving somebody a, a look, or you know, making somebody finish. You know, our leg attack defense is is pretty solid. Probably one of the areas that um, you know, I, I kind of know quite a bit about. So it's like you know, we're, we're talking. What are they talking about? Mickey or Nate? You know, wrestle wrestle Nate a lot. Uh, Tomasello. Mm-hmm. You know, he gets in on his shots, and then I I just I give him trick knee. I you know I dive through and all all these things that uh that I think that he might face out there. So. Um, that's kind of, yeah, that's, that's a lot of, a lot of my, a lot of the practices. That's kind of my goal. You still got that's the, my role. You still got the cradles in the game, I assume. Yeah. I try to get one of those every once in a while. It's getting hard though. It's getting hard. You know, one of the, one of the, one of the downfalls of, uh, of, of building a stronger team is <laughs> they just kick my ass all the time. So that's all good though. The tricks don't work as often. The better recruiters, right. right? Yeah. Right. Do you miss competing, or, or do you enjoy just being able to roll with the guys? Uh, I mean, I love, you know, I was telling guys the other day when we were, when we were at Iowa, you know, like just, you know, sometimes when you're in it, you don't understand, like, how fortunate you really are and how grateful you need to be that you have an opportunity. Like this Friday night, mm-hmm. we're going to have the largest crowd we've ever had. Uh, we're wrestling the number one team in the country. It's going to be an electric environment. If you can't, like, if you're not looking forward to that, if you can't get pumped up for that, if that doesn't excite you, like, what are you doing? 
you know, yeah, check yeah. your pulse. So it's like, yeah, of course you miss those days. Everybody wants to be out there putting on a show, but I'm totally cool with where, where my life is and, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. my career as a wrestler and, or lack thereof as a international wrestler, I'm fine. Uh, you know, we still get that fixed through coaching and whatnot, but you know, it's just about seeing these kids that put so much time and effort into what they're doing, um, kind of reach their goals. That, that, that's, that's where, you know, that's where I, why we're in this now. Yeah. And, you know, like I saw your face when Logan came off the mat and, you know, you were the first guy you found. And I think people that have never coached at whatever level it is, just people that don't really understand wrestling because, you know, coaches are never happy because all 10 or all 14 of their guys never win. It, right. You coach for just those those precious few seconds like that when a lifetime of work, it's, it's culminated. Yeah. And, you know, you'll know it's exactly. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially Logan, obviously Logan, Logan is, he's a different, you know, we have a different relationship. He's, I coach him, but we're also probably best friends. So it's, it was like, you know, <laughs> compounded seeing him do yeah. what he did. And, uh, you know, it yeah. was, it was pretty emotional and it was cool because he's been banging on the door to make a team for so long. Right. And then, you know, and then you start thinking like, man, like, there's a chance you never know. Like, what could he? Could he never? Could one of the greatest wrestlers in American history not ever make a team? Yeah. You know, I mean, he he thought about hanging it up after the Olympic trials this year. So uh, for him to finally, I mean, just what a just not just him winning the world is cool in itself, but the whole story of you know he looked like he was in position to make the Olympic team, falls up falls short, thinking about retiring and starting the coach. Here's the news that there's going to be the special world championships. Right. Places puts the shoes back up, you know, bounces back, boom, world champion by Christmas. Like that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, right? And then his stuff got stolen, right. and then then got turned back in. That's yeah, I'm not even sure that stuff got stolen. I think he might have just made that story up to get some to get, to get some people to talk about him being world champ again. That's what I told him. <laughs> that way he wasn't no, he wasn't trending enough. Yeah, I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's like, man, everybody forgot. It's been three days. I better come up with this bag story. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Well, <laughs> jumping over to your other world champion. Um, I was friends with uh, really good friends with Kyvin Gadsden's father Willie and. And, you know, obviously he wrestled Kyle in the finals that year. And then Kyle goes from that to becoming, you know, beating Varner and making the world team and being a world champion and an Olympic champion. And I saw some interviews with him. I, I don't know Kyle at all. What I just watched his finals match at the Oregon, and, you know, he was losing. And then literally two minutes later, the guy just laid down and quit. Yeah. And it – it doesn't – I mean, it looks like obviously he's wrestling hard, but what is it about that guy that he can just make guys quit, that he can overcome disappointment, you know, that it seems to me like he'll take a loss now and then, almost a little bit like yourself where he's trying stuff out and he just – Let's, let's stop that let's stop that comparison right right <laughs> around now. Okay. Well, <laughs> That's not fair to Kyle. Okay. But, um, but you what know, he – yeah, I don't know, I don't know what, was, what the one thing was that, that you know, turned around. I mean, he – Again, he's another one who who knows who he is, and uh, he goes out there. The one thing about Kyle, he really there's nowhere else in the world that he would rather be than wrestling like the number one guy. You know, where some some athletes they might say, you know, I kind of hope um, he gets bumped off. Or you something. know, yeah, yeah, I kind of hope he gets caught. 
the guy, you know, the guy on the other side, or I hope he misses weight. Kyle's like, no, 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 no. I'll go anywhere. I'll wrestle him anywhere. I'll wrestle him underwater. I don't care. He wants to wrestle all the time. So um, he loves testing himself. He loves competition. He loves that spotlight. Um, how he makes his guys quit so much, he's, I don't know, he, he just, because of the way he works. I mean, Tervell was telling a story yesterday about him and Kyle wrestling, and Kyle just, like, wheezing to the fact where he thought, like, he was going to have to get, like, the defibrillator he couldn't breathe. Yeah. Like, that, that's, he, he just tries so hard. And, uh, you know, if you're going up against a guy and he's trying that hard and you know that he's willing to go to that length to, to beat you and then the, the, the score starts to get out of hand, guys quit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I think that's kind of how, how it goes uh, usually for Kyle. Yeah, he seems like he has this ability to have a super high attack rate, but with really mm-hmm. – and I know this is coached, and I know you're being humble, and, and these guys are obviously great, but you guys have to be working with these guys on their ability to get off a lot of attacks, both him and Logan, that are a relatively low risk, you know, where they're not – if they don't score, they're not getting, you know, go behind or snapped or chest slapped, rocked or chest wrapped or front headlock pinched or whatever else. I mean, these guys are – it just seems like attack, 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 and – it literally just feels like the guy's just hit the, the other guy hits the wall and goes, I'm, I'm done. I can't handle this. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. The pressure both those guys bring, um, are incredible. I think, you know, they're, they're both really good finishers though. You know, if they get to the leg, um, typically they're both finishing. Uh, and if they miss the leg, you know, they're both, uh, you know, this is something kind of has been one of Logan's, uh, you know, focus areas has just been recovering off of your missed shot. You know, you dive in, you miss. Are you giving up a go-behind or are you giving up a re-attack or are you going to recover into a safe position? Uh, Kyle does a great job of it. He did a great job of it um, the other day in the semis, actually. Um, you know, so I think uh, both those guys, their ability to finish, and then um, and then they're also their ability to recover, that, that, that plays into it. Yeah, I mean, I think – you know, guys, you know, kids that are watching this, I mean, obviously it's a different level, but that's would one thing I think I would, if I was coaching a guy, I would try to get him to emulate what those guys are doing in that sense, like high, right. high attack rate, but like you said, recovering from bad shots and things right. like that. Exactly. Um, if, you, if you shoot and recover, then well, you won't have any fear of shooting. Right. <laughs> right? Right. And you, what's the worst that happens? You miss? You get back in, you know. So I think that that's definitely the big thing. If you the guys that are afraid to kind of pull the trigger, they probably had a bad experience where they've shot and got spun by it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you had mentioned, you know, that you know some days the best use of your time is to you know to give like NATO or some or or Mike or these other guys a look. Uh, I'm sure some days it's literally running the program. Some days it's recruiting. Some days you're more involved in the RTC. What's you know, what's a sort of typical week in the life of Coach Jaggers? Well, um, I would say, you know, the we're in the room, you know, whether it's if it's a morning workout or so well, we use today, for example. Uh, you know, we we got here about six, six fifteen. We had two groups, six thirty group, uh, individual technique, um, kind of game planning a little bit. Uh, for things that we might see this weekend and, and then guys were able to, you know, either lift or if they wanted to sweat a little bit afterwards, they can jump on the bike or run a little bit. So a little hour, you know, not high intensity, more focus, uh, focus on, um, you know, technical 
things. Well, that was this morning, group at 6.30, group at 7.30. Um, uh, get about an hour and a half, two hours, kind of chill in the office, grab something to eat, watch, you know, today, you know, we spend most, a lot of the time, uh, Coach Ralph and I just evaluating uh, some recruiting, mm-hmm. um, whether it's contacting kids, checking up on them, or, you know, trying to find, you know, find, find new kids and stuff like that. Uh, and then we meet as a staff every Tuesday at 11. Today we, we met until I had to, I actually had to step out. Uh, we were, they were still meeting at about one and that's just going over every, all the aspects of the program from, you know, we're talking with our sports scientists on how guys are coming back, how, how the recovery levels look, how, um, how are we, how are we looking for, you know, this Friday is a big match. Like I said, senior night, you got alumni night. Are we checking all the boxes and make sure everything's taken care of from that standpoint? Uh, you know, recruit tickets for who, which recruits are coming to the match on Friday. Um, how are we for NCAAs? Do, you know, how many hotels are we getting? What, you know, which donors are we take care of? So all the little, little maintenance stuff that goes on behind the scenes today, we kind of handle all oh, academic meeting. Um, you know, getting a report on how our guys are doing academically. We do that once a week with our, with our, uh, academic advisor, athletic academic advisor. So, um, a lot of things that, uh, go into it. And then, you know, now it's get ready for practice, which is in about an hour. So, um, you know, sometimes, you know, you know, people kind of, they kind of laugh or scoff. They're like, dude, you, man, they pay you just to coach wrestling. Like, you know, <laughs> they think, we're, we're, but there's some other things that go on, but it, it, it's awesome. Man. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's some long hours sometimes and you, you get, you have to give up some, a lot of weekends and whatnot, but it's, uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. It's in, and it sounds like you guys are really jacks of all trade doing all those different things. So, um, I remember reading a quote earlier this year after you guys dueled Mizzou and, uh, Jaden Cox had wrestled Moore and, and, and Moore had a really good match against him and, and Tervell, you know, made it a point to talk to Jaden about how, you know, he, he's better than that. He can wrestle that. I don't want to misquote him, but, you know, just something encouraging the other guy and the other team to be the best he can be. And everybody I've spoken to said Tervell is a guy with a really unique perspective on the sport. What is what is he like, and, and maybe what's one thing that you know, that you've learned from him that that our listeners would could benefit from? He's an encyclopedia of wrestling. That's that's <laughs> probably the best way to uh, describe him. I mean, he he has a very um, a very unique um, approach to the mental side of wrestling, which is kind of. Uh, it's not congruent with what, you know, most, most, um, you know, athletes or, or, or wrestlers think, you know, uh, he's big on just like you said, the, the total, the total you and then making sure you can get the best product, you know, for yourself and not as much about, you know, squeaking out three, two wins and manufacturing W's and chasing accolades. So, um, that, is uh that that's kind of his, where his philosophy is and i think that's why you probably i'm not i was in budapest so i'm not quite sure about the story with with cox but you know it it, it does it wouldn't surprise me you know uh they were on the olympic team together they have a relationship and he's yeah. probably like hey open up and wrestle and you know um what one of the things probably you you learn from travel honest is, is is just like straight honesty i think uh he he that's the big thing with with 
you know, he he tries to tell our team like, listen, be honest. If if if, if something happened in a match and you put your head down, be honest with yourself, own it, yeah. and then learn how to fix it. Where you know some guys might you know there there's there's excuses and, and explanations, right? right. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. sometimes kids, you know, what sounds like an excuse, they think they're explaining away what happened and, you know, as coaches you hear you're like, that's an excuse. Where he's, you know, yeah. telling guys like, listen, own that man, that that you're making an excuse. You put your head down. What are you gonna do about it? So I think uh just and then uh, you know, being honest like as coaches and and whatnot, you know, it's it's it's, it's tough. It's tough not having Kyle at some matches and and uh you know, when when he you know he says like like you know yes it'd be nice to have him mm-hmm. and we got to be honest with ourselves as a staff though and be like well why do we want him just so we can get the W or or you know we know maybe going to the Uregans best for Kyle's long term development right. so you're like yeah you're right <laughs> you know you got to take <laughs> right. you know as much as you want him in there it's like so that those are things I think just like how how much how to be honest as a coach and then also just you know. Uh, his approach to with the guys is, is great. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the Uregan and the duel because we're actually going to do our podcast about the rankings, team rankings and individuals <laughs> later today. And obviously, you know, heavyweight or 285 makes a big change if you guys have one guy in there versus the other. So They had a guy out too, though. So, yeah. no, it's, it, you know, it evens out. So it's this time um, of the year. Not everybody's healthy, right? Yeah. yeah. So. Right. Um, Tom Ryan seems to me like a guy, another guy who really – cares about wrestling and making wrestling better and growing the sport, maybe even more so than just Ohio State. What what kind of mentor and, and leader, and I guess he was your coach, what kind of guy is he to be around? Uh, he's great. He definitely – he takes, you know, a little more like of a like a C, CEO approach mm-hmm. um, where, you know, he – uh, he he wants to have he definitely wants to he wants to have his hand in every part of the program, which is awesome. You know, some coaches they're like, I just want to run the practice. You guys take care of the. He wants to know every he wants to know what's going on, and um, you know we 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 talk about recruiting constantly. Um, he you know some coaches might you know just not want to bother you know just let me know and put the report on my desk. No, he wants to be in the discussions. So I like that. I like, uh, that's something that, you know, I, if, you know, if I were ever head coach, I would take along with you is to, is to, you know, empower people to, mm-hmm. to do some, to make, to make some calls and, and, uh, have them feel ownership over it, but also like be involved. So I like, uh, I like that. Um, and then, um, you know, just how he's just a relentless, like his work ethic, like he's not afraid, like he'll, he'll do anything. There's nothing Coach Ryan wouldn't do if he thought it was better for our team. That's awesome. You know, if he if he thought if he thought pogo sticking from his house in Powell to Steelwood <laughs> would would help would help Nate wrestle, he'd be he'd, he'd be looking at the nicest pogo sticks in the store tomorrow. Like that's just he doesn't care. He, he'll do anything. So I think that that's those are some of the the, the traits. And then you know he's obviously he's super understanding on on anything like. Um, you know, if if you have something with your family, I got you know I got two little kids. And my wife works a lot, so it's if I'm like, hey, I, I you know I got to cut out, man. It's five 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 thirty. I got to get the kids from daycare. He's like, go, oh, yeah. go, you know, go get your kids. Like, yeah. so I, those are those are the things that you know make it pretty easy to uh, come to work every day and grind. Yeah, that's cool. Um, you guys, you know, it's, you guys are one of the handful of teams that can that can win the national title this year. <laughs> 
all of your big point getters, at least on paper, plus Keyshawn who's coming back, are all going to be back next year. What do you guys, you know, first of all, got to do to win it this year, and then what's it going to be like to have the Nationals in Cleveland next year? Yeah, uh, well, what we got to do, uh, man, I, this this year it's going to be it's going to be pretty pretty stacked up there at the top. I mean, looking at you know Iowa, Penn State, Oklahoma State, even Virginia Tech, um, it looks you know I don't know what it'll end up being, but I mean I, I'd venture to guess it's going to take something like seven seven All Americans, three three four finalists. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, where in, you know, 2015, it was just a different year. And, and, you know, we had, we had five, we had five All-Americans, but four of them, I think, were top three. Right. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Logan, yeah. Logan, Nate, Bo, and Kyle. So, uh, you know, I don't know if that score would be good enough to mm-hmm. win it this year. It's crazy, crazy at the top. So, um, so, uh, you know, we need, we're going to need, we're going to need, we're going to need people to score, man. We're going to need everybody that's at the tournament to score. And, you know, the first part is we got to get everybody to the tournament. Right now we got three weight classes that, you know, they're, you know, they got to, they got to, they got to pick it up. They got to, uh, they got to fulfill their, uh, their part of the, part of the bargain here, 25, 57, and 65. You know, if, 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 you know, right. Based on everything we've seen so far today, those three might not score at the nationals and that's a problem. We need, we need, we need to be 10 strong going into the nationals, everybody scoring. And then, you know, your, your, your Kyle's and your, you know, your Nate, that those guys are going to score. But, uh, we need, we need some more. Mm-hmm. We need more scoring. What about next year? I know you don't look back, but just the thought of having yeah. Cleveland and the big home crowd, how do you feel like? You yeah, know? Cleveland, Cleveland will be awesome. That's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm especially pumped. You know, obviously I'm from there. So, um, it'll be cool. Uh, I think our team, our team will be, you know, similar. It'll look similar to the way it looks this year. Just everybody will have another year of experience under their belt. You know, you never know. A freshman might come in sure. uh, and start in one of the in, in kind of one of those weight classes that are that are up for grabs right now. But um, yeah, the next two years, you know, it's you have a team that uh, a lot of years would be good enough to win the nationals, but because of the competition and then how. You know, teams like Penn State and uh, Oklahoma State have elevated their game, and and you know, and and they're probably saying the same thing about us. Like, you know, man, any other year this team would win it, but yeah. um, you know, it, it's what makes it fun, though. I'll tell you what, it's gonna this this St. Louis is gonna be fun. Cleveland will be fun. I mean, yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it. Hopefully, I don't see it not getting fun. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the top be five awesome. or six are really top heavy, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my last question is a very hard-hitting journalistic one. We got to talk a little bit about your fashion sense, man. You're just oh gosh. Well, you're killing it. <laughs> you're killing it, man. Every year you win the best dressed guy. So, well, when did this start, and 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 how do you continue to raise the bar here? Oh man, I don't know. It's just a. Uh, I would say it's like a hobby. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. I just some people, you know. I, I mean, I like. Here's basically here's basically where anytime it's not with my 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 family or my friends, you know, I like I like a couple things. I like you know uh, Cleveland sports, Ohio State sports, music, fashion. That's kind of those are kind of my areas where I'd probably invest my energy. Um, you know, that's not with my friends and family, and uh, so I just like I like the individual 
you know, the way you can express yourself individually. Uh, I, I mean, I'll spend some time, you know, in the evenings or whatever, laying in bed on the iPad or whatever, just on different blogs and stuff. Uh, I got some friends that are in, in the fashion industry. So, uh, I don't know. I just follow it. I like it just like, you know, somebody would like model cars, I guess, <laughs> you know, so somebody likes to hunt, you know, whatever. Sure. So that's kind of, um, that's just, that's just, just one thing I like to do. And I like to keep up with different trends and, and whatnot and try to set trends. And I don't know, it's just fun for me. It's just something I like to do. You're doing good stuff, man. We love it. So thanks, man. Coach, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to talk to us at Track Wrestling, especially between Iowa and Penn State in this crazy time of the year. I uh, want to wish you guys the best of luck, uh, not only this Friday, but the rest of the year, and um, we'll see you here in St. Louis. Sounds good, man. Thanks. is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.